Hey, what's up, family? We are having entirely too much fun on this Friday. It's about to be an incredible show. If you are tuning in with us for the first time, this is Speak. Turn your volumes up. Put the remotes down. Stay for a while. That's literally the only rule. My bad, Shady. My bad. I apologize for that. I apologize for that. I got a little aggressive. I got a little <laughs> aggressive. Anyway, that is Dave Hellman on the far end, NFL Insider, knowing all things. That's the brilliant Joy Taylor, NBA Insider. The Joy's right. Slick, Rick, the Buker, and you already know who this one is. Eagles all-time rushing leader, 2-5, two, 2 live. LaShawn, Shady McCoy, but there was a bombshell this morning, y'all. An absolute NFL bombshell. If you have not heard, I'm going to fill you in. What happened? Earlier this morning, a report came out that Russell Wilson allegedly pushed for the fiery of head coach, former head coach, Pete Carroll. Remember, Russ and Pete Carroll had one of the winningest tenures in NFL history between a coach and a quarterback to start that quarterback's career. But it erupted. Now the bombshell has proceeded to unveil that allegedly Russ wanted him out. Well, Russell Wilson, a man of few words, but they are impactful. He spoke up earlier today on Twitter saying this. I love Pete. He was a father figure to me. And John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll have respect for them and love for Seattle. We got to head to the desk and undress all of this because it is very complicated. How y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? You all recovered? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. Look, yeah. we went to dinner last night. We all went to dinner last night. Every now and then we hang out literally once a quarter. I have to beg them. I'm like, hey, guys, are y'all free? Like, I would love to hang out. Dave, I mean, we were, we were kind of trying to avoid like, this dinner, us. Yeah. Don't, don't talk like it was just you know, like, something you wanted to do. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We had to run the check. Let me, right. the, let me let y'all in on what happened. That's right. There was a wager early on in the season, and the wager was simple. We are going to pick the winners of every single <sighs> NFL game. That was what we were going to do collectively. Everybody was going to pick individually. And at the end of the season, <laughs> LaShawn McCoy and David Hellman. Oh, LaShawn McCoy first. Ooh. And then I let, I let him David, win the last I, game. LaShawn McCoy let, and I, David Hellman. I got to address this. Okay, let, let me win. So you thought the Chiefs were going to beat the Eagles in the I mean, Super Bowl? Like, listen, Dave, listen. So you thought the, you thought listen, the listen, Chiefs were going to win? I gave you opportunity. Just mm. be grateful. Just say be thank grateful. you. Be grateful. He did not sprint through the finish line. Long story short, Shady and Dave, they tied for the lead, which meant the losers, Joy and myself, had to treat them to dinner. So we are up here with full bellies and full smiles, <laughs> but now we got to talk about something that upset me. Russell Wilson. Why is everybody talking, attacking? Why is everyone attacking the person, Russell Wilson? It makes no sense. He might be, if not the most stand-up guy in the National Football League. But now today, allegedly, he wanted his former head coach, Pete Carroll, fired? Don't know how aggressive that is? If you want to come at the player, Russell Wilson, after one bad season, sure. It doesn't undermine his career, but he had a bad season. I get that. But in the last two weeks... We've accused Russell Wilson, uh, his foundation, of being less charitable than we're led to believe. And now we want to go out on a stretch and say that Russell Wilson wanted his head coach fired, the same head coach that drafted him. Y'all got to make that make sense. This attack on Russell Wilson's character is beyond me. Shady, I can't fathom it. I can't comprehend it. I cannot make sense of it. I can't digest it, and I won't. So I'm just up here saying I don't believe it. I'm not buying it. It makes no sense to me. And I think that it is absolutely false that Russell Wilson wanted Pete Carroll fired. But 2-5, you played in the league for 12 years. You won two Super Bowls. You had a lot of head coaches, a lot of GMs, a lot of success. Are you buying that Russell Wilson wanted Pete Carroll fired? I, I second what you just said. I, I, I think it's bullcrap. I truly do. I think with Russell Wilson, it's just I think he makes people feel uncomfortable, right? Like you see his ex-teammates talking about him. You know, people on, on Twitter, Instagram, like it's always they want to take a shot at Russ. And with Russ, what does he do back? He don't take shots don't back. Take shots. He just keeps it moving. So I think people just – his personality may come off awkward. Yep. But, yeah, I, I don't see that, that, that he wanted to get Pete Carroll fired. Everything I've seen and, and heard, he talks highly about him. And I think if you look at, like, all the quarterbacks that were successful with championships, they have a nice, you know, core relationship with, with, their, with their head coach. I think Pete Carroll and I think Russ had a great relationship. So – I don't, believe, I don't believe everything I see and read. You know, I don't, I don't do none of that. I feel you on that, 2-5. Joy, where do you stand? You had a lot of brilliant thoughts on this. Unveil them to the audience. You buying Pete Carroll wanted, Russell Wilson wanted Pete Carroll fired. I don't know that I buy that he wanted him fired, but they don't have a great relationship. Clearly they not. They didn't have a great relationship at the end. Or he'd still be there. Factually, he's with another team, right? right. That's objective. We can all agree that he doesn't play for the Seahawks. Correct. One fact. Two, he put 
a list of teams, his agent, mm. who I'm pretty sure consulted with him before doing it, put a list of teams out that he'd be willing to go to. Facts or fiction? True. So those things would lend me to believe that they had some sort of friction or he would still be there. We barely talked to each other after that game in week one last I mean, he we lost. Can, we can read into all of that. He lost, whatever. But the, not debatable. He plays for a different team and was traded there and put out places he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So whether he wanted them fired or not, we, we can speculate about. We can believe the sources or we cannot. But, but it's not to be debated that he actually plays for another team and he wanted a trade and he put out spaces he wanted to go. So right. the relationship couldn't have been that good. Now, families fight all the time. Said he was a father figure. Families fight all the time. That, that, that's fine. But the fighting happens. It did happen because he's not there anymore. So my question that constantly comes up with Russ is, what's the agenda? Like, we don't want to keep dogging on Russ and picking on Russ. And it, it does feel personal, but I'm not saying these personal things. Dave's not saying these personal things. You're not. People who spent time around him are saying these things. Are they being paid to say these things? Is there an incentive for them to say these things? Or are they saying these things because they feel that, A, this affected his play, or, B, they really feel this about him personally? Who am I to tell them that they shouldn't feel that way if that was their experience with him? I don't think that Russ is a bad guy. I don't know him. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. And quite frankly, I really don't care. I'm talking about him as a player. But we all know that your personality as a leader affects the team when you're a quarterback. The way that you handle people in the building when you have that much power affects how things go with the culture. And whether we like it or not, I don't like it. I don't like talking about this. It feels very like we're picking on him, right? But the stories keep happening. So I just, I don't, I want to know why. I I will say this, Dave, as Joy was talking, I I heard a lot. I liked a lot. Some things I, I had to challenge myself on because just because you work with a new person, and just because you wanted out from an old position, to me, does not imply that you had a bad That's relationship true. with your former yeah. co-worker. I know that firsthand. Yeah. You know that firsthand. You know that. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. Me and you work together at an old job. Yeah. We work together at a new job, and I ain't got beef, and I know you ain't got beef because we still cool with your former boss. Yeah. So I didn't want to make that bound, but Dave, break it down for me. I want to hear your thoughts before I chime in any further. Are you buying that Russ wanted Pete Carroll fired? It, it, it feels a step too far to me to get on national TV and call Russell Wilson a liar. I mean, he did. He answered this article promptly. Right. Like, with, like, the minute the athletic hit publish, mm-hmm. he was on that thing. Like, he had his radar up for it. So if he's that adamant that he didn't want anybody fired, I'm not going to call him a liar. But to Joy's point, there's so much smoke here that suggests that this was contentious. And you bring up our former relationships in our last uh, jobs, mm-hmm. our last workplaces. Like, this stuff didn't happen. Like, I, I, there's no bad blood there because I, I know that, and there's nothing linking me to that. Whereas literally all of my notes are just incidents that suggest bad blood between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, whether it was the fact that Pete Carroll and him barely talked for, uh, before that week one game and certainly not after it. How about how Pete Carroll was overwhelmingly happy and, and, and vindicated in winning that game and the day after was asked about it and was asked, hey, how come you and every great member of the Seahawks is so happy about rubbing this in Russ's face? And Pete Carroll said, you figure that out. Like, very contentious stuff. Joy already said it. Russell Wilson himself put out a list of teams that he would like to be traded to a year before he got traded, by the way. Like, he floated this out a year ahead of time, which certainly suggests that maybe he's not totally happy with what's going on. How about, this is my favorite one, because it's very passive-aggressive. You remember Let's, uh, Let Russ Cook? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the whole idea of, like, we're not letting Russell Wilson do enough in the offense. He needs to be winging it around. He filed for a trademark of that phrase two and a half years ago. Doesn't that suggest that he thinks that that's a good thing? Like, yes, I want to be in charge of this trademark. I want people talking about this. Let Russ cook. That's a very passive-aggressive way, in my opinion, of saying maybe the coach and the GM aren't running things the way that I would prefer. Again, we don't know all of the intricacies of it, but we've got a long list of history that suggests that this was very contentious. But fired shady is aggressive. Yeah. Like, I know you've had, and we've all had our issues with our coaches. Absolutely. Uh, direct coaches, running back coaches, linebacker coaches, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, head coach, GM. We've all had our issues. But fired right. is aggressive. Break down your thoughts. I heard everything you said, and I, I disagree. Like, 
relationship with me and my coach, I might love my coach, but if we're going against each other, we're competitors. Pete Carroll was a big competitor. He loves to compete like, like no other. So I don't, I'm not going to be talking to you before the game. I have teammates I love, and we battling like Deshaun Jackson. We're not talking before the game or after the game. I hit you in the offseason, we can hang out. We friends, but we, we battle against each other. And then also, like, even with coaches, sometimes coaches, are, they have their own mindset, right? They've been doing things a long time. I've been successful before Russell Wilson, right? And Russ come in there, he's learning, he's young, he's learning, he learns, boom. Now, I arrive, coach. I might want to throw the ball 30, 45 times a game. That's not in your, your game plan. You want to play good defense, run the ball, and be safe with the passes. I don't want to do that. So we still could be great friends and have a great relationship, but I think if I evolve outside of your your game plan, what you're used to doing, there's nothing wrong with that. And I can see Russ doing it. Like, you know what, Coach? I want to do things my way, right? I love you, but it's time for me to, to, to take this offense for myself. But this is where I get I'm stuck after okay. this article because there was a lot in there. And I'm not calling Russ a liar either, but there's a lot in there. And we know in any situation, there's one side, there's the other side, and there's the truth. So in order for us to actually look at this in its entirety and totality and not forget everything that happened in Seattle prior to all of that, prior to go back to the Super Bowl where where teammates were openly angry and it was in his hands instead of Marshawn Lynch and they lost the game. So many people have talked about Russ. I don't like it. But I can't I, – I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But in order to go that far, we're ignoring this whole history and all these quotes, not all anonymous. So in order to meet – don't you have to go at least to the middle of this? Like, don't we have to at least entertain the idea at this point that maybe Russ isn't getting along with people at a level that is causing disruption? There's so much well, other smoke. teammates gave him a lot of love, too. They I did. Know. They did. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, there's love. But then there's a lot of this as well. So at what point do we say maybe there's a middle? I don't disagree with that at all. On the way up here, I was confused. So I, I called uh, one of Russ's former teammates literally walking up the stairs to the show. And I was like, hey, help break this down for me. Like, why is there any sort of, like, tension between Russ and, and people that have played with him? And he broke it down very simply. He said at the end of the day, Russ does do stuff at times that can make it about him. Y'all remember when Russell Wilson got hurt. Uh, broke his thumb, not last season, the year yeah. before. It's Dino Smith time. Okay. But y'all remember Russell Wilson before the game uh, See, going through I, right, right, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. What's wrong with that, though? In theory, nothing. Like, in theory, nothing. But mm-hmm. if you know that to Shady, nothing's wrong with it. But to some people that might play with Russ, I could understand where it's like, hey, you can do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. How you know he did it Monday through Sunday? He did. Okay. But it's like to do that on Sunday, I could understand, Shady. I'm not saying I had an issue with it, but I am saying I could understand how people would have an issue with it. I can understand right. how, like, uh, uh, Russell might not get along with everybody based upon what Russell Wilson appears to overtly value the, in his team. The problem is – and the truth is, yep. the Legion of Boom, they were so good that they weren't, They were getting a lot of credit, but they felt like they didn't get enough credit. It's like Russ was getting some of that credit, and he shouldn't have got it. I agree and with I, that. I, truly, I believe I agree, it. Yep. I think that the Legion of Doom was a beast. Crazy. They were the ones that were winning that game. They, they, they had great defense. You couldn't score on them. They locked us up down, and then they ran the ball very, very well. Mm-hmm. But then Russell Wilson was yep. getting a lot of that credit, and they felt a certain way about that. That's the real truth about it. But I, yep. I just think that, like, people always want to, like, pick at something. Like, why would they have a problem with that? Quarterbacks do it all the time. They're trying to get the flow of the game. You know, that he's not playing. He wants to stay in the flow. I understand but, but that. my issue is that it's not just Seattle anymore. Like, that article was a, mostly about mostly Denver. Mostly about dysfunction and But his teammates Which, in Denver have all got his support back. Him, yeah. all, not all. Let's not, let's not speak in absolute. Was Denver guys in? There was well, a lot of people talking in the article about what happened in Denver as pub, well. The ones that have been public. I, again, I, I will go as far as to say people do stuff anonymously. Anonymously, to me, it's very cowardly. We, Particularly I, I in agree. the line. I'm going to put my I name agree. on it. KJ Hamler. I'm going to put my uh, name on it. Uh, Melvin I, Gordon. I, uh, Jerry, Judy, okay, they but, all but had Russell's back. But then, so you're willing Corliss to ignore had, the also. people that have publicly also. criticized him and only embrace the people that have publicly spoken highly of him. Again, I don't, I don't dislike Russ. Right, I right. want Russ to be successful, and I don't really understand the problem. But I don't know him. All I'm saying is there's a lot of people criticizing him publicly. There's a lot of people praising him publicly. There's a lot of people anonymously criticizing him, and he is having to clean it up. But, like, we can't just keep ignoring the criticism because it makes us uncomfortable. No, I, I Everybody going to like you. I'm used yeah. to it. <laughs> you know I. Hey, that, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, that I can, might be no, the simplest resolution I can think of. turning into them losing, right. that's what we're discussing. Correct. And that's really what it comes down to. But speaking of 
teams not losing. How about the Lakers? Hey. That one-game winning streak after All-Star okay, break. Bro. Okay, Bronny. It speaks volume. Look, the New Look Lakers, to me, they are contenders and threats in the West. But just how far can this team go? 68 points off the bench, most for the Lakers in the last two years. You want to hear more next on Speak. The Lakers were back in action last night and got a huge win over the Warriors. LeBron James and Anthony Davis combined for 25 points, but it was that new addition. Malik Beasley had a team-high 25 points himself. L.A. made a number of moves before the trade deadline, but they're still fighting desperately, and I mean oh so desperately for a playoff spot. Slick Rick the Buker, great to see you, my brother. Yeah. But Slick, before you go, I got to get my thoughts off. Okay. We were out at dinner last night. I got to be honest. I told you all that 15 minutes ago. So y'all know, mathematically speaking, I couldn't have watched the whole game as it was played. I watched the beginning of the game. I was late to dinner. Supposed to be there at 7.45. Got there at 7.55. Went back home. Rewatched the end of the game. Slick, here's what I noticed. And this is why the New Look Lakers are a legit threat in the West. That bench is the type of bench the Lakers have been looking for. Mm. Like when I saw Reeves being opportunistic, I believe he dropped 16 points if I'm not mistaken. When I saw Beasley as a starter out there getting buckets, 25 points, really making the noise that we know that the Lakers are capable of making. When I saw Schroeder out there doing his thing, not as a starter, thankfully, but coming off the bench, dropping buckets. When I saw Mo Bamba, Texas guy, y'all know he got a song. When I saw Mo Bamba stretching the floor, 13 boards, 10, uh, 10 points, two for four from three, I said, you know what? This is the Lakers team that LeBron James has been anticipating. Yeah. Young, healthy enough, capable of running the floor, shooting. capable of spre- shooting spreading the floor. Yeah, shooting that ball. Seven, seven of 11 from three, mm-hmm. 66 three percentage, if I'm not mistaken, Malik Beasley. That's only LeBron James has done that all season, making seven. Like, this is a Lakers team I knew they were capable of being. Slick. Finally, we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, get him, Shady. Yeah, get him that corner, <laughs> so I think, Slick, this new look Lakers are a legitimized threat in the West. What you say? Okay, legitimate threat to do what? That's what we got. We have to be specific <laughs> first. Words okay? mean something. That's right. Legitimate threat. Where are we setting the bar? They will win. Joy and I discussed this before the show. They can and will win a playoff series. Woo! Anything's possible in that playoffs. If they get there, anything's possible now. Oh, anything's possible. possible. <laughs> yeah, and put some respect on the king. Okay. Come on, put your okay. crown on. We talk about it. <sighs> How far do we have to go? Rick is like, if y'all don't settle down. <laughs> <sighs> Heavy is the head. You know, it's, it, look. Are they a much better team, and are they much better suited to play with LeBron James and take advantage of what he has? Without question. Without question. Are they better? Are they a legit threat? Are they a bigger legit threat right now than I would say the Golden State Warriors? Yes, I would say that. Just beat them. Twice. Are they a legit threat to be in the play-in game? Uh, The play-in thing? Yes. But that's not a a given. That's not a given. Come Come on. Right? And so who are they going to be facing and where are they going to be and what's it going to take? Look, I still go to this. When you say legit threat in the West, you're not just saying win a playoff series. Come on, you back. You immediately backed off as soon as I asked you, where are you setting the bar? You're saying th- legit threat in the West means you think they can go to the Western Conference. You're right. You're right. Okay. I do. That means I'm going to go back to it. That means they got to play 40 games to get there. Ugh. Roughly 23 through the rest of the regular season. Okay, yeah. And then you're talking about six, seven games a series. So you're approaching 40 games. That's, that's a new, a But that's a new season. That's a new season, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's still – That's but, a new but, season. But, but you don't get three months off like you did in the, bra- <laughs> in the, in the bubble. Right. Like, you got to play it now. Yeah. And you got to play it a har- at a higher level. So are you telling me that AD, who has not played more than 12 games in a row this season. Right. And LeBron James, who has not played more than nine games in a row this season. Okay is not only going to play 40-plus games, but they are going to remain healthy through that entire stretch. Yes, they had a better team than the Golden State Warriors, who did not have their best scorer, Steph Curry, did not have, without question, one of their two best defenders in Andrew Wiggins, and had two guys, talk about the bench, two guys who are on two-way G League contracts. That's were their first two guys off the bench. They didn't, you know what? They didn't play the Golden State Warriors. They played the Olden State War. Because there were only a couple of the pieces that you expect to be there. Joey, where are you at on this one? Do you believe that the New Look Lakers are a legit threat in the West? Yeah, I think they are. In the West. 
to go I to do. the West Finals. I do. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to get excited. I love it. It's just more fun I this way, Rick. Have some fun. I- it's Friday. Smile a little bit, Slick. <laughs> I was about to say, you ain't got no job, but you do got a job. <laughs> you guys are killing me. What is this? This is fun. LeBron's healthy. AD's healthy. They got shooters. Their bench is scoring. They're beating the Warriors. Well, that's not the whole Warriors. Semantics. This is great. I'm here for this. Yes, I think that the Lakers, if they can stay playing like this, if they can stay healthy, which is obviously a real if, mm-hmm. but you can say that about every team. Mm-hmm. We're being mm-hmm. technical. That's real. We want to be scientific about it. If, Everybody if, got to stay healthy. With three if, Stuart Smallies if, right now. If they, can, if, they can <laughs> win, if they can win a game, right? They won a game last night where LeBron James, AD combined for 25 points. Mm-hmm. Right? They win like that. How do you yeah. win like that? Yeah. Yeah. So that means your, your, your bench is playing very, very well. And D'Lo, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell didn't yeah. even finish a game. Talk he left it. super early. Talk about so it. So you take a true point that can, that can shoot the ball, that can score. You told, so AD and LeBron, 25 points combined, and then D'Lo less early in the first quarter? Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, this team could really make some noise. Real quick, last year, the Mavs, right? Mm-hmm. Who gave the Mavs, Mavs a chance? They went to the Western Conference Finals last year. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is this. I don't know about co- contenders as winning the West or going to, 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 to the Finals. I'll say this. If the, if, if, if the Lakers can get into the playoffs, they can, they can cause some chaos. Talk about it. Think about that for a second. Okay. Give, give some people some problems, and anything can happen. And the last point I want to say about the Lakers, no, and they got King James. Will you put the crown on? Put the on crown on, Shane. Uh-huh. Anything is possible, Slicker. You know this. Look, you gotta just leave. Is there the potential? Yes. But why, why are we talking about this? We're talking about it based off of this Warriors game. Mm-hmm. Can you just give me them playing one of the other teams that's nope. a little more? They all lost. <laughs> they lost. They lost. The Warriors lost, the Pelicans lost, the Thunders lost, Thunder lost, and the Blazers yes, lost. Yes, yes. Who did they lose to? It's all aligning. That don't matter. That don't matter. <laughs> no. Wait, 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 wait. And, and the last point, real, real quick. You talked about all the injuries. This is what I know about being injured. So let's say I, I sprain my ankle, you know, and I'm out for a couple weeks. But I'm, overall, I'm really healthy. I'm resting. I'm not on my feet. I'm getting a little bit of the rehab. You get healthy and healthy. So now AD missed some games. LeBron missed some games. Now they're back together. I'm telling you what, man, and they desperate. You know a what? desperate team desperate is a dangerous team. team. I, yeah. I know what it is. I know what it is. What is it? We had, we had the jams out here before the show started. We, we was yeah, feeling good. All these people are already in their Saturday vibe, and it's still Friday. <laughs> I'm still working. <laughs> Real talk, though. If the Lakers make the playoffs. When? When? Jordan, when the doing? Lakers make the playoffs. You're right. I'm sorry. When? Is this <laughs> let's do that, let's do that energy yeah, out. When the Lakers make the playoffs, they will have done that by playing really high-level basketball, mm. by everyone being healthy, mm-hmm. by them, their role players stepping up, yep. contributing, mm-hmm. by them fixing the lineup, going through rotations that work. And at that point, they'll be playing at a level that everyone should be afraid of them because that's LeBron James playing at a high level, Anthony Davis playing at a high level, good coaching, that's good dangerous. defense. That's they, dangerous. they should be considered to be dangerous. I feel like I'm being so real estate. Let's go! Yeah, yeah. No, you love it here. (laughs) (laughs) Look, coming up, Aaron Rodgers. We know all the drama surrounding him. Oh, my God. The Las Vegas Raiders appear to be a potential fit. However, in this surprising news, it sounds like the Raiders are out on making a move towards Aaron Rodgers. Would that be why? Next on Sports. Happy dial on 100. (laughs) We're in L.A., but we got vibes like we're in Vegas. And speaking of Vegas, they've been mentioned as a possible destination for Aaron Rodgers. But a report says they are out on the Rodgers sweepstakes, adding owner Mark Davis wanted to add Tom Brady to reunite with head coach Josh McDaniels. And the Raiders are not waiting for Rodgers and the Packers to part ways. Bring us on, Cam. Bring us on, Cam. Bring us on, Cam. Dave, I missed you. It was only 15 minutes, but I did. It feels like you. a lot longer. It, it yeah, like it's good to be I, I didn't miss you, Dave. And I figured, Shady. Really? <laughs> no, I didn't. Appreciate the honesty. Love anyway, <laughs> let's be honest about Aaron Rodgers. Raiders closing the door on Rodgers. Oh, it's a bad decision. It's a bad decision being made by a bad organization. See, most teams, if they part ways with their quarterback, like the Packers are considering, they got a contingency plan. Jordan Love. He's been there for three years, same head coach, same system, showed promise. The 49ers, okay, if we're going to part ways with Jimmy G, let's make sure Trey Lance is good. We don't trust that Trey Lance is good, we'll keep Jimmy G. Okay, if we're going to part ways with Jimmy G, let's make sure we have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Contingency plans, people. Okay, we don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to be ready, 
So let's have Mitch Trubisky just in case he's not Steelers. Contingency plans, people. But the Raiders got rid of Derek Carr with no contingency plan. So if you don't have a contingency plan, you better beg and plead that Aaron Rodgers is willing to leave Green Bay. I think it's dumb to close the door on Aaron Rodgers if, in fact, Aaron Rodgers does end up interested. Joy Taylor, what in the world do you say? Raiders funny, boy. They are. Uh, I mean, just my, my, my thoughts, my thoughts and good energy to Raiders fans, because I really don't know how you do it. <laughs> what do you mean you are possibly closing the door on Aaron Rodgers? Do y'all have anything in the house to close the door for? Thank you. Good point. That part. Uh, where's the fridge? <laughs> like, <laughs> we, you're in here without essentials. That's why when they have these conversations about cutting people or trading people or moving on from quarterbacks, I'm like, that's really cute. I love that idea. For who? For whomst are we moving on from him for? Mm-hmm. You have to replace this position. Correct. It's the most important position. So even if you have subpar quarterback play, if you've got that person in the building, you better keep him until you find out what else you're doing. Mm-hmm. So what's the, what is the plan? Are you drafting a quarterback? Then just say that. Are you, you working on bringing in a free agent? Say that. But what, what they're literally saying is they don't have a plan. Correct. Like their GM said, we might not have a solution this year. What do you, what do you mean you don't that's, have a solution this year? Wow. What does that mean? I don't know what that language is. It sounds, like, that's scary. it sounds like incompetence yeah. is the language I think you're speaking mm-hmm. because you play in a division with Patrick Mahomes. Talk about it. You play in a division with Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. You play in a division with Sean Payton and a – Chip on the shoulder, Russell Wilson. And you have a terrible defense. Terrible. So it's not even you can be like, oh, well, you know, we could just find somebody because we got this half of the ball fixed. You have nothing fixed. Nothing is fixed. All solutions are, are, should be on the table. So the idea that you wouldn't want – and I don't think this is how Aaron flirts, by the way. The whole, like, oh, we don't want you thing. I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah, his vibe. He, he wants to be wooed. I think he wants to be wooed. <laughs> he wants so to be wooed. So you might be trying the hard to get thing, and you really don't have a lot to get to be playing hard for. Mm. So, that's I don't not like know. That's like a shady bar. What's that? You can't play hard to get if you don't have a lot Before to show. play hard for. Shady's words of wisdom. Sound like a shady bar. Shady, drop some bars on this one, though. Would the Raiders be making a mistake to close the door on Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. I, and I don't get it. Like, you, you don't have nothing there now. But you do have a top five, top three uh, wide receiver, right, that has great chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. I think some of Aaron Rodgers' best ball is with this receiver, Devontae Adams. I, I don't understand that. You have a tight end that's a top five tight end with a solid running game. Why wouldn't you want to bring him here? And then I think it really makes sense when I look at, like, Josh, I don't think I don't know if he's a, as a great coach. I haven't seen it yet as a head coach. But as a quarterback, he's been solid with, with, with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So now you bring a guy like Aaron Rodgers who is used to, I'm going to say it, bullying most coaches, right? But now it's a respect thing. Oh, well, he coached Tom Brady. So, I mean, he's going to look at me like, oh, looks like a regular person, right? Compared to the coach looking at him like, oh, this, we got Aaron Rodgers. No, it's a great fit. I think it could work out where you could kind of manage A-Rod's attitude, you know, swagger, because he can get he get wild a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you have a, good, a solid offense. I think it's a great mixture. I don't know why they would shut the door on Aaron Rodgers. This makes no sense. Yeah, the, the Raiders shutting the door on Aaron Rodgers. Hey, who are they to be? I'm sorry. Oh. Who are they to be shutting the door on anybody? Like, you took what? the words right out of my mouth. Like, we shut the door I'm, on them. Like, like they're the Chiefs. Well, I'm trying to say. Did, y'all, <laughs> what? did any of y'all ever try to, like, run away from home when you were a kid? Like, you know, your parents made oh, nah, you mad. my dad went with all that. It's a little darker story. So I'll say yes, but pass. My dad whooping tail. Look, this I wish you would. Yeah, ain't caught a cop. Why are you going? Yeah. Why are you going? Sorry, sorry I just I have flashbacks. Different backgrounds we all bring. This reminds me of being a kid and be like, all right, I've got my suitcase, which has like three things in it because I'm a kid. I don't have a suitcase. I'm like, I'm gone. I'm out of y'all. Y'all, y'all are going to miss me when I'm gone. Nobody cares. No, nobody's. I'm, I'm leaving. Like, like all right, Davey. <laughs> all right, see you back at dinner, kiddo. Like, who, who are the Raiders? And, and would they really, like, if Aaron Rodgers came out of his darkness retreat and was like, you know what? It's all about the silver and black, baby. Let's get this done. You think the Raiders are like, mm, no, we aren't. Uh, no, we consider that and it's over, sir. No, this is ridiculous. I will say the Raiders would be silly to only consider Aaron Rodgers. Mm. 
That's how you wound, wind up, like you said, with no plan B. Like, if, if, if it's all fixated on one guy and you have to pivot, now you're in trouble. And, I mean, there are a lot of free agent quarterbacks available, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, who's got a history with Josh McDaniels. There's ways you can do this. They have a top 10 pick. If that's what they want to do, there's ways you can do this. But if Aaron Rodgers is on the table, you leave that door open for as long as you need to. He's clearly the best option available with Tom Brady retiring and for one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the league to try to float the idea that they're too good to consider it is it's silly. Okay, let me ask you all this question. Uh, Pivoting the conversation just a little bit. Does this say more about the Raiders and you all's lack of respect for the Raiders or does it say more about Aaron Rodgers and you all's admiration for Aaron Rodgers quarterbacking ability? Because we know that several teams that don't necessarily have quarterbacks, I've said, Yo, don't go get Aaron Rodgers. The Jets. I don't think the Jets should get Aaron Rodgers. Um, The Commanders. I don't necessarily think they should get Aaron Rodgers, but Commanders are a little more desperate in my mind than the Jets. But the Raiders were like, yo, who the heck are y'all to not consider Aaron Rodgers? Does this say more, Dave? I'll go to you first. This say more about the the, the Raiders or more about Rodgers? I think it says both. I I lean towards saying it says more about Aaron Rodgers because I still, even if he's not a back-to-back MVP caliber player, I think he's still... I think he's one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league, probably heading into next season. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. And again, we talked about this yesterday with Lamar Jackson. It's really hard to find all pro or even pro bowl caliber quarterback play. Then you combine that with the fact that the Raiders are one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the league, two playoff trips in the last decade, a decade of even worse futility before that. Derek Carr was as close as they got to competent quarterback play and that netted zero playoff wins. They would, Joy and I talked about this yesterday, they would kill to suffer the disappointments that the Packers have gone through. So I think it's a little bit of both, but I'm still willing to put some respect on Rodgers' ability. Uh, It's way more about the Raiders for me because statistically Aaron Rodgers had almost the same season as Derek Carr did last year. They both were at home on the couch at the same exact time. So they, they really didn't – they really weren't that far apart. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has had a better career and a better yeah. resume than Derek Carr. That goes without saying. But last year, what have you done for me lately? They're not that far apart. So it's way for, more to me about what the Raiders are trying to put out. The Raiders are a dysfunctional organization. Derek Carr had six head coaches mm. in his time there. How long was he there? Nine years? Yep. Ugh. That's not a good. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's That's embarrassing. It, it's ridiculous. It, it is like you should you should look at that and think that that is ridiculous. That's not a well-run organization. No company that goes through that many that many positions at, at that leadership position is well-run. So it's way more to me about the Raiders. Like the Raiders, if they're going to ever get this right, have to establish a culture and have to build an organiz like an Ooh, organization. But then, then, then that leads me to something, Shady. I want your thought but that, on this. But, but I know you're about to go. Aaron Rodgers is that, not. But, who you but want for that? That's why I'm saying it's way more about the Raiders to me because who are you as the as the Raiders to say you you're, you're closing the door on a first ballot Hall of Famer, whether he's a good leader or not? Anyone on that list to, for them to be like, oh no, we're, we're not yeah. going to accept them, like, right. huh? But would you want to add dysfunction to dysfunction? Because if the Raiders are the most dysfunctional franchise or one of the most dysfunctional franchises, two five, we know as much game as Aaron Rodgers has, at least individually, he is definitely a catalyst for dysfunction. So would you want to add dysfunction to dysfunction? I mean, well, well first of all, it's, it's more Raiders dysfun- dysfunction. Okay. Like, you bring a new coach in, right? So you're trying to establish a new culture there. You bring in the best wide receiver in football, Devontae Adams, right? And then you add on a, a, an amazing pass rusher in Chandler Jones, and then now you don't have a quarterback. Think how that sounds. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, like, even if it's A-Rod or whoever it is, it, Tom Brady, if he was playing, like, where's the plan at? You bring a new coach, new players, and now, like, what are, we, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to compete? You're, first of all, you're in the best conference or division in yep. football, and you're not even trying to compete. Shady, can you tell the world before we go to break, you, may, you had a story it's that crazy. really parallels to this moment. When you went to Buffalo, and you clearly were in the, your prime, I mean, 1,600-yard seasons, 1,300, crazy seasons, and you were, there was a moment where they didn't necessarily know what they were doing at quarterback. They had Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor clearly is an above-average backup in the league for a long time. Then they had Nathan Peterman. They drafted a, they drafted a project in Josh Allen. Yeah. We know who Josh Allen has become, but at the point, LaShawn McCoy, the 27-year-old all-pro in the prime of his career, can you speak to Raiders players who might be wondering, what direction are we going? Especially the older ones. The, yep. Okay, Devontae Adams. He's not no, no, no youngster. Devontae and he's really, really good. Ain't trying to and it's the not thing. I, he, he came there for Derek Carr, and now he's gone. 
Okay, he's going, okay, cool. Who's the quarterback? They don't even know. Where in Buffalo, it was similar because, okay, yeah, we, we drafted Josh Allen. He was young. I didn't know what they expect. Probably like, are we rebuilding? Then, then we started playing Nathan Peterman. I'm, he threw five picks in, in – I'm half. sorry. He threw four picks in a half. And he threw five for the game. So it's like, I'm like, coach, I'm still nice. Yep. What are we doing? Our office line was up and down. So at this point in my career, it's like, what do you do? I look at Devontae Adams. What's he do next? He's still legitly legit and still one of the, the best players. Not even wide receiver, but one of the best players in the league. So now I'm here. We have no quarterback, a new coach. What's he supposed to do? I would ask you to get out of there. Mm. If you can, they just, just paid him, but it's like – Messing his career up. Yeah, he's not just trying to sit there and waste time. Well, the bombshell news of the day was this. Russell Wilson, he is a Bronco now, but allegedly he wanted Pete Carroll fired. That story broke first thing in the morning, and Russell Wilson responded second thing this morning. You got to hear <laughs> what he had to say and what we have to say about it. Next. Hey, Lionel on Ruck. What's up, family? If y'all just joining us, we are having a blast. Shady, I cannot wait to get your thoughts on this. This was wild. The Giants' backup quarterback is now the Broncos' quarterback coach as we check in on our social life. 28-year-old Davis Webb is heading to Broncos country to coach 34-year-old Russell Wilson. Now, for context, Baker uh, Davis Webb was at Texas Tech, super highly touted recruit. Same year as Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was a walk-on. Baker beats out Davis. He starts, but then they don't give Baker the job. Baker transfers to OU. Davis Webb is a starter. Patrick Mahomes shows up. Just that little slouch named Patrick Mahomes. He beats out Davis Webb. Nonetheless, Davis Webb is now coaching Russell Wilson. 2-5 makes sense of this for me. Why, why is that crazy to you? He's 28 and Russ is 34. I'm going to tell you this. The backup quarterbacks be the smartest players they do. on the field. They do. When Patrick Mahomes come off the field, well, <laughs> He's going to see Andy Reid, obviously, but he's going to the backup yep. first. Then he goes Andy Reid, then he goes quarterback coach. Up, it's the truth. It's no. the truth. No. But hey. who's the backup in KC? Uh, uh, um, Chad, Chad, Chad Henning. Yeah. How old is Chad yeah. Henning? Okay, and how long is Chad Henning? I mean, well, I, I can even, okay, even, even my, my, Mike Kafka, who's the quarterback coach for, uh, or, I'm sorry, office coordinator for yep. the Giants. Yes, sir. Even when we had him back in the day with Michael Vick with the Eagles, Vick would go to him. The backup quarterbacks be super smart. They do. They see everything that, that you know, is going on out there, and this is the best part. They can't play that good. That's why they back up. So they real, real smart. But, Shady, I wish. Listen, hold on. I Remember, wish the a younger. Though? If I can't smell, uh -huh. I can see better. If I can't see, I can smell better. They can't play that good, so they know the offense better. I like this idea. I like Shady, this. I Come wish on. a 28-year-old. No, no, no. When you were a 30-year-old running back, I wish a 26-year-old would have come in to coach you. Bro, you wouldn't listen to a oh, no, no. running back. Running, hold on, running back quarterbacks are two different things. The point is, if somebody younger than you try to come in and tell LaShawn McCoy, all pro shady, what jo to do? Josh Allen be killing it. I just right? want to. I just want to point this out. All the time. I think what's hanging you up is the age gap, and I get it. But David accomplishment gap. Davis Davis Webb's resume: twenty-eight years old, third-round pick, two games, one start. You know who it reminds me of? Kellen Moore. It was the that's same a, thing. That's a great one. Ooh. It was the same thing. Went on to be the OC of the Cowboys, top oh, five Dave? for four years. Now he's coaching Justin Herbert. I mean, they were, he was much closer in age to Dak Prescott. I get it. Like, Russell Wilson has a Hall of Fame case, so that is a little bit weird. But young quarterbacks can make young coaches who can be good coaches. Kellen Moore just did can, can, can I ask you a question? Please, so ask if, me whatever. If, let's say if, if, Webb, if, if I said he was, he would be he's smarter than Russell. Not, I'm not saying he is. Yeah. I'm saying if, if he, get there, he gets there, and they're like, wow, he's smarter than Russell. Would you believe that? Because of success, Russell's I, I, success? I believe it's possible, but I okay. think what's different about the quarterback position is is a line – nah, not as a linebacker. As a defensive end, you ain't got to be that smart. See ball, get ball. Right? As a cornerback, as you don't necessarily have to be that smart. Cat coverage. As an offensive lineman, from what I've heard, you know o -tackle. As a linebacker, come on, you no, smart. But, tackle. Uh, but I'm thinking, yeah, as a quarterback, if you're good, a la Russell Wilson, you're probably pretty intelligent to some degree. Joy, weigh so in on this because you're the What is the question? He doesn't have the his age. experience, his age? Yeah. Because yeah, I'm not going to question his intelligence. Right. What is – can he add – Russell Wilson just came off like, his most like, atrocious year. Like, coaches don't have to be yeah. – don't even have to play. Like, there's nah. coaches that have never even played. Absolutely. Right. So, so why, why – he's played. Like, he's played in the NFL. He doesn't have any more coaching experience, NFL experience, starting experience, being good experience, leading <laughs> team experience, Super Bowl experience as Russell Wilson. Nope. At least, like, coaches that haven't played, they have more – Coaching experience. Here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's he's not young. He is obviously young. Yeah, young. Yeah. Young boy. He's, he's quite young. But Sean Payton clearly feels like he's capable. Sean Payton puts together some pretty good coaching staffs. Mm. So he's taking a chance on him. 
he must feel confident that that's, that's a good move. And to Shady's point, what did Shady literally just say? Well, say? Patrick stops to talk to Andy Reid before he talks to anybody. Like Russell Wilson's going to bypass Sean Payton yeah, he didn't and hire, talk to he Davis didn't Webb? hire Davis Webb to be the offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's the quarterback's coach. Oh, like He's going to help now, him look now, at the yeah, that part on the might be that, that part might be iffy. Because, like, all right, man, like, what's the jersey going to do? Russell's like, hold on, man. I got, hold on. Like, I can do the drills. I mean, let's. So that's different. But that, I thought as far not, as the uh, coaching, like the plays, the, the backups be smart. Back in the, back in the day, real quick, back in the day, you, they didn't have office coordinators. The backup quarterback was office coordinator. Backups be. You know what I mean? That's crazy to think. I was a backup. Look, Shay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What'd you say? If you can't see it, you got to smell it. You can't smell it, you got to Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, let's transition to something I did not like the sound of as I moved to that sense. The report saying that Russell Wilson wanted Pete Carroll fired. That was the bombshell drop this morning. In case you missed it, it was a story. Now, Russell Wilson, he had a response to that story. He said, quote, on Twitter, look, I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me, and John Snyder, the DM, believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. Now, you all have heard our thoughts on this. My thoughts on it, I don't buy the story at all whatsoever. There's one thing to part ways. is another thing to want somebody fired. Slick Rick the Buker, I haven't gotten your take on this yet at all, and I'm so desperately interested in what you have to say. Me too. Are you buying that Russ wanted Pete Carroll fired? Yes. I am buying that he wanted Pete Carroll gone. Now, am I buying that he said I oh. want Pete Carroll fired? I see what he's doing. Yeah, he's playing around right no, now. Okay. No, no. I don't believe. Real quick story. I was in an NBA GM's office uh, one time when another GM, rival GM, called. And the, and the GM put it on speakerphone. And the rival GM was looking to make a trade. Mm-hmm. And he wanted a specific player. He never mentioned that player. Okay. He never mentioned what he would give up. And after the GM that I was with hung up, he said, oh, you know what? He wants player X, and he's willing to give up player Y. All of that was done without naming any names. When I look at the situation here, and the one name you guys have not brought up. John Snyder? Sean Payton. Who's he playing for now? Who did he suppose? The story says that's who he wanted in Seattle as a replacement. Mm -hmm. Now, I look at everything – I see Russell Wilson as being – there are players and coaches who are masters of the passive-aggressive move. They don't ever tell you what they want. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, very, very expert at this. They don't ever say it, but they let you know what they want. Sure. And I look at everything that Russell Wilson has, including Sean Payton, but second floor. He's got, a, he's got an office on the second floor with management. He's got all his people in the building. He didn't consider himself as the quarterback and Nate as the, as the head coach. He considered himself an associate head coach, that they were building this thing together. So when I look at everything that he got in Denver and who he wanted to have in Seattle, do I think that at some point in Seattle, with all of the, the turmoil that Joy mentioned earlier, do I think that he wanted to run the show in Seattle Yes, and did he know that he would have to move Pete aside in order for that to happen? Now, did he say, I want him fired? No, but if he said, I want this, this, and this, and he knew that he couldn't get it without Pete being gone, isn't it the same thing? I like that. I like that breakdown. I I like that breakdown. It's not the same thing, but I like that breakdown. To me, Slick, there is a big difference between saying, I want Shady fired. Shady saying, I want Acho fired. Joy saying, I want Acho fired. Acho saying, I want Joy fired. And me thinking, man, I wonder what it might be like to work with somebody else. No, 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 not thinking. That's not what he said. Me saying that, like, I wonder what it would be like to work with somebody else. There's a difference there. We're not even wondering. We're dancing around words here. But that word is the utmost important. That is the objective word. Because what Slick said is, if he had a conversation and said, I want this, this, and this, this is what would make me happy, this, this, and this. We need to make this, this, and this happen. You're not actually saying fire them, but if you're asking me what I want and I'm giving you an explanation and that explanation clearly would result in them being fired, it's not aggressive 
But it's we're getting to the same destination. We're just taking the long, soft road down PCH as opposed <laughs> to flying down the 405. But, Joy, think about all of the connections that have had to occur. I don't know if you have home, at home have ever played the game telephone. The game telephone used to play growing up. Yeah. Somebody whispers a phrase in somebody's ear. Then you have to whisper the phrase in the person next to you's ear. You have to whisper the phrase uh, in the person next to you. And by the time it gets all the way around, that phrase is completely different than the original phrase that was uttered. There are four whispers that have occurred because allegedly Russ told Seahawks owner, it would have to be Seahawks owner, that's the only person who has the authority to fire John Snyder, Jody Allen. And Jody Allen told a league source. And a league source told the reporter, in that game of telephone, you expect me to believe that nobody misconstrued How words? How do we know that Jody Allen wasn't the league source? Because it didn't say, see, it didn't say Seahawks source. It didn't say Seahawks. I mean, you, know, you don't like that's what you don't name where the source is from. Oftentimes, I've heard like a Seahawk, a Philadelphia We've representative. We've sneakier these days. Yeah, maybe y'all must like, have. Yeah, but, I'm, not, I'm not arguing for any of that. I actually don't think that he intentionally wanted them fired. I think he wanted things that they were never going to give up. Right. And people can misconstrue that as okay, well, the, you know, you're never going to do Fair. that, so I want to fire you. Fair. My my issue Fair. with it is. Why are we constantly hearing things? Like, what is the agenda against Russ that we are constantly hearing things? Because this article wasn't even really about Seattle. It was way more about what happened in Denver than it was about what happened in Seattle. This was a, a, a drop. This was the line, obviously, from it that shook everybody. But there's way more about the constant dysfunction that, that has seemed to follow Russ from Seattle to Denver. And that, to me, is what I think has to get solved if they're going to have any success. Shady, let's have a real convo, big dog, because I know this from personal experience. I don't know what you will say about it, but I'm genuinely very curious. Oftentimes, people come at the cat who they know isn't going to snap back. I know that straight up because I'm not a overt fighter. Now, I am one of those types that's like, don't try me, but y'all know me. I be chilling. So especially when I was in Philly, people would often say things to me because like, oh, I ain't going to fight nobody. So I think that the overt attacks on Russell Wilson is because Russell Wilson is That's so concerned point. with his brand. Russell Wilson hasn't gone back at anybody. Yeah. People called him a square, said nothing. People said he was the most disingenuous person in all the sports, said nothing. Somebody said he was a built like a potato. We talked about it two days ago, said nothing. Yeah. So you usually come at the person who you know, oh, they ain't going to say nothing, so right. I can just say whatever That's I want. That's a good point. Yeah. That's, That's my thoughts, but what, what's yours, man? I, just, I mean, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't think Russ was trying to get him fired. I do think that, like, he, people maybe, you know, spoke up, like, listen, I want to do this going forward with the offense. Or I, I might want more c- control on the players we bring in here. And Pete Carroll probably didn't want to do that because Pete Carroll has his own thing. I mean, he's been successful for a long time. So I can see how our probably was an issue, but I, I, don't, I don't think it went to the extent of I don't want to get him fired. I think it was a, listen, this is what I want to do. I love Pete. If he don't want to move on, then I'll move on. I can see that happening. And as far as what you talked about, Joy, with a lot of players – I think Russ can make people, like, uncomfortable. Because, like you talked about, he's not going to fight back, and he's so big because he's a big name. Yeah. And I think the Legion of Doom, when they had that, that, that Legion of Boom, yep. Doom, when they had that type of team set up, they were nice on defense. They had a lot of Hall of Famers, all pros over there. And they got a lot of credit, but they didn't get enough credit. I feel like Russ took some of their credit, and they, and they felt a certain way about that. Like, hold up, we didn't want us really doing everything. So that's why them guys probably, you know, said some things about Russ that they probably shouldn't have. But that's the nature of the beast. Like, hey, man, I mean, the quarterback is all the attention. No matter if he's throwing for four or five touchdowns or he's throwing for one. And people don't like that about Russ. And he's always – he won't give you the answer you want to hear. You lost. You played terrible. I'm trying to get better, man. Hey, Broncos, let's ride. That, it, just, it just makes you uncomfortable as a teammate. So, I don't think he really tried to get them guys fired. But I do think he's – hey, listen, if we can't move – if we can't do things the way I want to do it, either he's going to move or I'm going to move. Well, all the attention is on Russ in football, but in basketball, all the attention is on Kevin Durant. Because speaking of moving, he moved from Brooklyn to Phoenix. The best topics on this show are Goal. Kevin Durant topics. And we got one for you next. Championship of Buffalo. Slick. KD. Look. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to highlight Eddie Robinson. Robinson coached for 57 years at Grambling State University, a historically black college in Louisiana. When he retired in 1997, he had 408 career victories. It was the all-time record, but now ranks number three. Robinson was much more than a football coach, though. He was a mentor and a leader. When he first started coaching at Grambling in 1941, he not only taught offense and defense, but he cut the grass, taped the players' ankles, made sandwiches for them, and even wrote stories for the local newspapers about his team. 
More importantly, Robinson focused on education. And one of his greatest achievements was that 80% of his players graduated with a bachelor's degree. More than 200 of Robinson's players went on to play professionally in the NFL, the AFL, or the Canadian Football League. Hall of Famers like Willie Davis, Buck Buchanan, and Charlie Joyner, and James Harris, the first black quarterback to start a season opener in the pros. And Doug Williams, the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So when you think of the greatest coaches in college football history, don't forget about Eddie Robinson. He deserves to be on that list right near the top. Everybody's favorite topic of the day, Kevin Durant. Now, he scrimmaged with his new team, but he's not expected to make his debut until Sunday at the earliest. The addition of the 13-time All-Star has people talking title for the Suns. Superstar Devin Booker was asked if they're a super team and said, quote, everything that's said about us will come regardless, regarding how we finish. Close quote. A very ambiguous quote, not entirely sure what that has to do with anything. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about this here now because this has to do with everything. Kevin Durant, 2-5. I know you're a Kevin Durant stand. I respect yeah. you for it. You should be. He's the, a top five player goal. in the game. He might be a top two player in the game behind Giannis. That's a conversation for another time. But Shady, would anything less than a title be a failure for Kevin Durant? Failure? Kevin, it's hard to say failure and Kevin Durant in the same sentence. Try it. I can't. I can't. This is what I will <laughs> say, though. If, if, if it will be... It will be a, it was a basketball letdown. <laughs> if, oh, if he has three years left on this deal if they don't win a championship. Because to say a failure is like, this is not a super team to me. I, I mean, to be honest, like he was the only superstar. He was the only all-star on the team. You heard what Devin Booker said. He yeah. said it. I can't yeah, make it up. He did. And, and on top of that, uh, they're the fifth seed right now. Ain't like they're like three, one, right. two. Chris right. Paul been hurt. They're the fifth, whatever been it is, hurt. Chris Paul is older. I, I love Chris Paul. He's, he still is serviceable, still balling, but he is older. I'm just being honest. Okay, keep All right, going. So, so, I don't like it, but keep well, going. So when you say super team, like, I, I don't see that. So I think it'll be this, – this, this championship will be well-deserved. I, I think going to a team like this where they need his help, I don't, I don't think they can win without Kevin Durant. Shay, you're not slick what you're doing. I'm just being honest. So, so if you say – I can't doing. say failure. And then when you bring the God there, we bring the God there, right? You got three years of bringing championships, and I think they will get one of them championships out of the next three years. Hey, let me tell you all what Shady's doing, Slick. I don't know if no, you caught it. Keeping it real. That's what I do. I keep it real. What he's doing is this, Slick. <clears throat> Shady's made the bed, and he got the pillow, and he fluffed it. Yeah. Uh, the Suns, they're not that good a team. I mean, they're, Chris Paul's old. Katie's the only player that made the All-Star, ignoring the fact that Devin Booker was first-team All-NBA last year, ignoring the fact that the Suns were, I believe, the two or one seed last year, ignoring the fact that the Suns in the last two seasons are 14 wins better than any other team in basketball. But the Suns aren't that – they're not that good. Mm -hmm. So when Kevin Durant falls short, uh, but they weren't that good. Nah, 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 Shady, you're not going to get me. You might get them at home, but you're not getting me. Slick, where'd you stand? Well, first of all, if we're deciding whether – Shady is being slick or not. <laughs> I think slick should be the one who decides. That's right. That's right. Whether he's being slick or not. Look, um, I hate to answer a question with a question, but I'm Talk going to, to me. with several of them. Okay. Is would it be a failure if Nikola Jokic doesn't win a championship? No, sir. Would it be a failure if Ja Morant no, sir. doesn't win a championship? Steph Curry? No. They're banged up. Kyrie that, Irving? That's right. No. Okay, so why is it that Kevin Durant, if he doesn't win a championship, yeah. when I have all these teams you go slick. who have you go slick. players in the West who are on teams that are better than the Phoenix Suns, according to the record. The Phoenix Suns are a 32-28 and 28 team. I know what they've been in the past. They I are. know what they're capable of when Chris Paul and Devin Booker not only are healthy, mm-hmm. but when they had Mikael Bridges and when they had Jay Crowder and Defense Cam Johnson. and shooters. Like, they're not. I agree with Devin Booker that they're not a super team right now. Their record says that they're not a super team. And might I remind you, it's not as if Kevin Durant, yes, he handpicked the Phoenix Suns in terms of saying that's where I want to go, but he didn't decide that I need to get up out of Brooklyn and go to Phoenix. Kyrie Irving forced that situation. Thank you. So it's not as if KD said, I-, I can't get it done in Brooklyn. I need to go to Phoenix where I can. It was, oh, Kyrie's dipping? Well, then I need to get out of here too. And I had already talked about the Phoenix Suns being a spot. I like that spot. Let Keep preaching, there. Rick. That's a long way 
from saying, I'm going to go to Phoenix so and win a championship. So disappointed. I respect, Joy, I'm disappointed. I respect that. Disappointed. Take. I'm not doing I don't respect it. Because the reason KD has pressure is because only KD is a top 10 player of all time, not Nikola Jokic. Only KD is a top 10 player of all time, not Ja Morant. Whoa, 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 only KD is a top 10 player of all time. Whoa, whoa, Nikola Jokic is a top 10 player of all time. He's about way to too fast into the wall. Third MVP? Come on, man. Third MVP. And why he get a pass? He's won the last two. He's I mean, not top ten players of all time. Maybe he's not maybe there not yet. yet. Maybe he's not there yet. But man, I he's mean, been the league MVP for two years in a row. Congratulations, Giannis that's, was too. That's hard. So if he get, if so he get three, Giannis, that matters. So, so Giannis ain't nobody. Giannis won a chip. Jokic hasn't even played in the Western okay, Conference. Okay, hold on, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're saying a lot of things here. Yeah. First of all, it thank is you, a you, failure if Jokic doesn't win the championship this year. If you win back-to-back league MVPs and you win a third and you don't win a championship, stop giving this man MVPs. Okay. Okay. So it's a. I, I'm not, it's. I'm I, not we didn't have him on that list of pressure because we just like be forgetting. Well, I did. I did. Like, you uh, you I did. did? I did not. I did yeah, not. he should be number one. Actually, if we keeping it above, should be him and we'll Jason. I think we're gonna get to this. We'll get to the pressure. Okay. So so but so let's not just leave him out of the narrative here. It would be a failure. This is a side note. This is not a super team. What is a super team? The Heat were a super team. They had LeBron James, yep. mm-hmm. best Kevin player Durant. in the league. Dwayne Wade. Devin first Booker, first team All NBA. Dwayne Wade. Sure. Dwayne Wade was Devin a was he, what was Dwayne Wade? Dwayne was an NBA champion before okay. LeBron got there. Devin Booker should have NBA fi- no shoulda woulda. A super team is a super team because they have those superstars. Talk who to have him. Devin not a superstar. Talk to him, Joy. Superstar or not? He ain't, he wasn't Dwayne Wade and he's not Dwayne Wade now. Devin Booker is an amazing player. This is not a super team. Chris Paul is what? How old is Chris Paul? Thirty eight years old. Thirty seven. Yep. Yeah. Thirty seven years old. Yo, he old. Okay. Yes, okay? Yeah. This is not a super 37 team. Going on not 45. a super team. They're, they're, they're fifth in the West. This is not a super team. It's a good team. This is not a super team. We want to call it a super team because that's way more super fun to talk about, but we got to keep it real. Shady is right and Rick is right. This is not a super Bam. team. Bam! Furthermore, furthermore they, they have 22 <laughs> games left in the season this year. This isn't a failure if they don't win a championship this year. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, NBA champion Dwayne Wade, NBA Finals MVP Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, a team coached by Eric Spolstra and run by Pat Riley didn't win a championship when they had a whole season together. Mm. And that was a NBA, failure. NBA Finals. That was an abject yeah, that was, failure. That was a failure. Of all failures. That was a failure. Yeah. And, and, that, and think of the pressure super team of that. That's exactly. That was a super team. Right. That was a super team. They had an entire season and everything else. This is, this is 22 games left. He's coming up injuries. I've been playing yet. He ain't played yet. I'm about to say that. I don't know what they look like. Here's the thing, though. I think because it, it depends on, one, how you define super team. That's the very first thing. I, I define it how it You know what a super team is. Super, with, I would with, say with, a super team is three basically. superstars. Yeah, but I don't know that Chris Bosh was a superstar. Okay. But, but the Toronto Raptors was a beast. Yeah, but in Miami, I don't know that Chris Bosh was a three. Sure, that, that, that part. That part. They, they had a victory. Three. I don't know if Chris Bosh was a superstar. Not, no, he was a superstar. Chris Bosh from Lincoln. Chris Bosh was a superstar. He's from Chris Dallas. Chris I know, I've been watching Chris Bosh. And a Hall of Famer. And he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Come on now. Come on, stop. I'm saying, is Chris Paul not a Hall of Famer? Did I just forget Chris Paul being a top five point guard of all time? Chris Bosh, when he went to the Miami Heat, was at his absolute prime. I'm just wondering. At his prime. He's in his prime. Yeah. Chris Paul, he just. This Chris Paul led the league in assists last year. Man, listen. This year, we're not talking about last year. We're talking about right now, today. What is today? February, what, 24th? This is Chris Paul has got that. It's today. Talking about today. Yo, the, the hate, the hate for Kevin Durant from him is crazy. No, I don't know if it's hate. I think that if you are, <laughs> if you are, if you are on a team with a first-team All NBA player a year ago, with a top-five point guard of all time, and you are a top-ten player of all time, I'm just confused how if you do not win, that is not a failure. Devin Booker is a All Star. Was he this year okay. because of injuries? No, but slick. He was All NBA. So, 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 so who else? Who else though? Devin Booker, All NBA, right? First team. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Durant, top-ten player. All time, uh-huh. Chris Paul, top five point guard. But, 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 all okay, time. but but right, but right, can't win. But, but right, right, now, right now, right now, though, right now, Kevin Durant is just got traded. There is injured, hasn't played yet. They have twenty two games left. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, by the way, have missed time this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. So Devin Booker is has is also coming off of an injury sure. this year. Chris Paul's thirty seven, thirty eight years old. Yeah, missed that matters. Time this yes. year. Okay. This is they're fifth in the West. This is not the same thing. But here's, you can't just say, oh, he's he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Lots of people are Hall of Famers. Here's but my thing. But, but, but that doesn't mean he's, he's playing, playing like at that level right, right now. now. Right. But the thought is, is he even top 10 point guard right now? Honestly, no. If we just say her name, point guards, and I love Chris Paul. Right? If you were to, if you were, here's my thing. 
The playoffs, Ooh. you got to win 16 games to win yep. a chip. Yep. You got to win 16 to win a chip. Yep. If you were to look at all of the rosters in basketball yes. and say, I need 16 games out of y'all. Yes. You know what roster I'm taking? The one that has no Kevin Durant no on it. No the way. one that has no Devin no Booker no on way. it. No, and not. the one that has no, Chris Paul on it. No, you're not. That's the roster I'm taking. No. Not the one no. that has. You're not even in the right conference. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know that? You're right. I'm always taking Giannis. I don't care. I don't care who else on the team. Thank you. But, you know, he's my Nigerian brother. Okay, coming up. From KD to Kyrie, he got his first win. That is Kyrie Irving got his first win with the Dallas Mavericks last night. Well, Kyrie playing with Luka got their first win as a combo. How much pressure is on Kyrie? That's next on speed. So if you're right, I'm always kidding, Giannis. That's my bad, y'all. Giannis, I apologize. Now, we're not the most incredible duo on your TV screen right now. It's actually this one behind us. Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, they got their first win as a duo yesterday with the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie, he dropped 23 points with this new squad, y'all. Doncic finished with 28 himself. This got me thinking, though, about maybe the most outlandish thing I've heard within the last 24 hours. This was crazy. Really? Crazy. Can y'all throw it up there? Slick, yesterday you said something that stuck with me. I couldn't get any rest last night thinking about this nonsensical nonsense. You told me Kyrie Irving was under the most pressure the rest of the season of any NBA star. Remind me why. Well, number one, because he demanded to get out of Brooklyn and go to Dallas and play with another star. Okay. And and despite the fact that Brooklyn was in a better position than Dallas is. True. Two – The Dallas Mavericks are in the sixth seed right now. And the idea is that Kyrie Irving, you're going to get Kyrie Irving, you're going to be better as a result of Mm -hmm. having Kyrie Irving. This is true. Well, they got two teams that are only a half game behind them. And can you imagine if Kyrie Irving doesn't keep the Dallas Mavericks where they are or move them up in the standings? On top of that, among all of the players that you saw on my list, there's only one who doesn't have a contract next year. And there's only one who wants a max contract. So he not only has to take the Dallas Mavericks up, but he has to demonstrate that he's worth the contract that he wants. Nobody is facing that kind of pressure right now compared to Kyrie Irving. You convinced me a little bit, but Slick, let's head to the desk. I got to find out if you convinced the rest of the squad. Now, Shady, you heard that, Kyrie being under a whole lot of pressure. Kyrie is one of your favorite players, obviously. Shady, do you agree with Slick Rick? Is Kyrie Irving under the most pressure? How much pressure is he on? Before I answer, Slick, when he does that, like the reverse layout with the flick. Oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> like like poetry, right? Yeah. See, when people say he something about Kyrie, it. I like for him to admit how great he is. Yep. Anyway, I don't see it as a lot of pressure because he's there with Luka, right? Luka's had a lot of pressure. Can, can, can the Mavs win the, with the way Luka plays? That's always like a question. He dominates the ball. So now he has Kyrie Irving here. They're, they're actually similar. They both dominate the ball. They both have a lot of questions. Can, yep. they, can they win? So you put them together, I think that they split the, the, the pressure in half. And I think they hold each other accountable, and, and I think they could do it together. So I don't know if it's, if it's like all the pressure's on Kyrie Irving. I think it's split down the middle. Joy, where are you stand? How much pressure on Kyrie? I, I think there is some pressure. I think Jokic has the most pressure in the league. But I, I, don't, I think there is some pressure on him because of what you said. He did force his way there. But when I look at the Kyrie situation in Dallas, he's not the number one. He's the number two. Kyrie is a two. Luca is the number one there. And just like Shady said, they're going to split the pressure, but it's really going to come down to Luca at the end of the day. For Kyrie, he's just if he plays his his version of basketball, he plays at a high level and they don't win, it's not going to change anything for the Mavericks. They want him there long term or they wouldn't have tried to go get him. They wouldn't have brought him in. There's still going to be other teams that want him at the end of the season. So really what's the pressure on Kyrie? Not to have any off the court stuff? Okay. I really actually don't think that's going to happen the rest of the season. Is he going to play well? I think so. I really think the only pressure on Kyrie is to stay healthy. If something, if an injury happens, that could change the contract situation. Mm. But anything else, if Kyrie just continues to play like this, and they even if they don't win, he's going to get a contract. Wait, 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 wait. You, don't, you don't think it's like one A, one B? No, Kyrie's absolutely two. Yeah, he's absolutely two. And that, that's not that's no disrespect. Anthony I Davis. Don't know. Is, I, but has, it, Anthony Davis is a two. I just look at the like the, the shot selections. I look at late in the game when they both shoot. Mm-hmm. Shot. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't see it's yeah. like one, one and two. Kyrie's never been successful as a one. We'll get, now, that's a good point. We'll get to that. But, Dave, real quick, you chime in. You covered sports in Dallas for the um, last 10 years. I, Where do you stand? I've, I've lived there for a long time. I think Kyrie is going to be under a lot of personal pressure. And there's definitely going to be pressure in the city of Dallas. Because let's, let's be real. I mean, there, there's a variety of factors working there. Obvious. I mean, look. 
Dallas doesn't win a ton of chips. They definitely don't. The 2011, the, the, the 2011 season was a long time ago. We, we know the Cowboys aren't delivering. Right, so don't get too There's crazy. There's going to be a ton of pressure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Never misses the, a shot. The way that I, the way that I fight through, the way that I fight through Shady's You're kind chirps, of Mavs colors today. I, yeah, hey, Mavs fan for life. Go Mavs. Like, I'm rooting for it. And the, on top of that, Dallas has been looking for a number two for their star for forever. I mean, the Kristaps Porzingis experiment did not work yep. out. Dirk didn't have a number two Never. for the – Well, early no, in his career – we'll, we'll get there. Either way, in the second half of his career, clearly not. Either way, Dallas wants this to work out, and Dallas wants another championship. The reason I don't necessarily agree is I think – when I think about pressure in the NBA, like I'm thinking about legacy. I'm thinking about <laughs> national and worldwide attention. Like the other guys on that list, whether you're talking about LeBron speaks for himself, Kevin Durant speaks for himself, Chris Paul, are you finally going to get there? My dude, is it ever going to happen for you? Jason Tatum, are you going to get this legacy franchise over the hump? It's been a while since the – like – all of that stuff, and people are highly invested in it. I just, I don't think the average fan is that invested in Kyrie Irving that way anymore. Partially because of the off-field stuff. Partially because he's done it with LeBron James. Partially because I agree with Joy that Luka is clearly top dog in that environment. I think he's one of the five best players in the league right now. So, sure, there's pressure on every superstar in the NBA, but I don't think Kyrie's on the same I got, I got to go back to this one, Shady, because this was a very intriguing conversation I'm invested in. Why do you think Kyrie's a number one? I do believe that Kyrie has number one talent. I think he has number one game. He doesn't get number one results, but you seem pretty they, they, adamant They, they, about they both haven't. When we say success, like what? Championships? What do we say? We say Even being good. Kyrie, what do you mean? As a number one. You listen, could argue Boston. Listen, listen, they, you they, could argue it. I mean, if you, if, you, if you comparing them, I mean, he was in the playoffs. I, I'm just asking, what are we talking about? They both went to the playoffs as number one. I'm just saying, what are we, what are we arguing? I think it's, I think Luca, it's, it's his, it's his team. Of course, right? it's, it's his, his team. team. He's there. They draft him, all that. So it's, a, it's one A, and it's one B. You like, can only oh, have one one. See, that's not, that's not, no, I don't think so. Yeah, here's the if thing. If you're gonna win, yeah. You guys are all defining, in one way or another, just saying Kyrie Irving is here. And yeah. all of the other guys that's, are here. That's where, that's I'm, where I'm at with okay. it. Like, huh? All right. That's where Which I'm is, at. That's still what? fair, okay? But think about all of the players that he's now going to have, the, have had the opportunity to play with. He played with LeBron James. Okay. He did. He played with Jason Tatum. He did. He played with Kevin Durant. He did. And now he's playing with Luka Doncic. Okay. He's, he's got one ring to show. Ooh. For playing with all he that. He owns something, Shady. Don't, don't turn away from him. Not, though, he like, owns something, Shady. So, I, I just think that, like, like as much as, as he gets the blame for that, so, so does the other players, right? Yeah, but he gets all more. On. He gets Why more. Why does he get more? Because, and it's not his talent. If it wasn't Shady, for him Shady, off the court, you issues, and I have talked about this. Nobody would talk bad about Kyrie like they do. Okay, but you can't erase that. That was a great you, player. You 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 took you away Taylor. all of Antonio Brown's antics, and yeah. you just talked about him as a player. First battle. Wouldn't you think about him different? First battle. Listen, Wouldn't listen. you think about him different? Regardless of how we all feel about Kyrie Irving personally, you can't tell me if Lucas better than me, how much is he better than by? It's oh, we, come, come we, we gotta leave. We gotta leave, leave on this one. Come on, we gotta now. leave on this one. We return. We gotta answer that question. Uh, he like, yeah. <laughs> like that. This was crazy. We gotta revisit this conversation. More speak next. You Shady, how many point guards in basketball? Kyrie, how many point guards in basketball are better than Kyrie? Maybe like, maybe like three. If that, Luca. Yep. Who else? Steph. Oh, Steph Curry for sure. Yep. And then you putting Kyrie right there. Yeah. Who you gonna say? Who gonna put in front of him? John Morant. Wow. Wow. We have John. John's John more conducive to winning than Kyrie. Irving. How? As the number one on a team. When John went more and, than. And when John left, when he got hurt, he didn't play. What did his team do? What did his team do? Yeah, like, yeah it was balling. Better a, record. I like, I like John. Scoot up. Scoot no, up by hot. yourself. No, I'm hot. Let me see you scoot no, up in the chair by yourself. Yeah, exactly. You can do all that talking, but you can't even scoot up in the chair by yourself. You can like watch the show? You think this is what it's like to watch the show? <laughs> who walked better, Kyrie Irving? Dame Lillard? You are definitely Dame, who else? Right Luca, Steph, Dame, Ja, Kyrie's at five. He's the fifth best point guard in basketball. He's tripping. He's the fifth best. He's nice. At best? He's top three. He's top three. Talent. Talent. Yo, y'all got to stop hating on the guards. Hey, he's top three, and it's not three. That's it for us. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do. <laughs>